1: And techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you.
0: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so excited about today's guest. I read her book. It's great fun. Obviously, we're going to be talking about it, but I took so many notes, probably not going to get through them during the program because it was such a great book, but please join me in welcoming Lori Michelle Levitt to our program today. Welcome, Lori. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Deb. I'm doing well. It's good to be here. Sorry for the dark room, but behind my curtain is wide open ocean, Sea of Cortez, and that sun is bright. Mm -hmm. So here
0: we are. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, and we're gonna talk about that probably during the program, about being sometimes in spaces that motivate your mind. See, I read your book. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and because that is something that I think we get so caught up in as business leaders, as professionals, that it's, you know, we have to work 28 hours a day, eight days a week, you know, and, and we don't ever stop to think, what is good for us? Um, you know, and, and so we're gonna have a great time. Well, let me uh, tell people a little bit about you and then we'll dive into this. So Lori Michelle Levitt is the pivot catalyst. She has coached, consulted, and trained hundreds of leaders to achieve their objectives and generate extraordinary momentum. She speaks globally on catalyzing momentum, leading, pivoting, and workplace culture change. Lori and her books guide leaders in generating a ripple of positive influence throughout their organizations. To Strengthen Alignment and Catalyze Momentum. Her most recent book is Pivot to Clarity, Get Clear for You, Be Clear for Others. So again, Lori, welcome. Thank you. Well, I always like to have our guests talk about how they got to where they are today, because I think it's fascinating to discover kind of, you know, where we started out. So tell us a little bit more about how you discovered that this is your passion in life.
1: As, as as you could probably imagine it wasn't a plan and yet when one gets to a point and has that aha you typically look back and say wow there were signs along the way mm-hmm. that really was what i was even doing back then or mm-hmm. how i was wired back then and it's just i've now put a a name on it mm-hmm. So I'll start with my professional career. I was the person who helped leaders make decisions. Okay, I still do that. Mm -hmm. I lead leadership peer groups Mm -hmm. and that's what we do, except I take a role not as the smartest person in the room, but as the facilitator and every once in a while, you know, coaching or perhaps Mm -hmm. consult, you know, being part of the group as a peer. Um, But, but um, early on it's, it's that providing the right information to make best decisions for the future
2: mm.
1: and as we're talking about business leaders whether you're just starting out mm-hmm. whether you've been in business for a long time but it's small you're keeping it purposely small mm-hmm. or you're in a really large organization our role as leaders is the future
2: mm-hmm.
1: so we have to step out of that we're going to solve problems that already happened mm-hmm. we we are solving those challenges that haven't happened yet mm-hmm. we're preparing ourselves and our organization for that change that's right. up ahead mm-hmm. so that's what i was doing all throughout my career and i've now named it the pivot catalyst mm-hmm. and of course myself i've gone through many pivots of my own personally mm-hmm. and professionally mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's interesting as I was reading your book, one of the things that struck me and you wrote it kind of during the pandemic mm-hmm. was businesses that knew how to do this survived. And businesses that didn't know how to do it either didn't survive at all or are struggling. You know, and and of course we heard the word pivot so much that you know we all got tired of it, but it really was about that, about you know having leaders who could look at it and go, well, whether it's two weeks, right? I love that when they first told us, oh, it's just two weeks. And we all went, yes. <laughs> um, and two years later, we're still going, what the heck? Um, but you know, the, the leaders, and it's not always the owners, the managers, because a leader is a different person. Um, but they were the people who went, okay, this has happened to us. Now, how do we get through it? And it wasn't, you know, because I think one of the biggest problems that people had was they kept trying to do business the way they had always done business. And that just wasn't going to work any longer. So, do you find that people talk to you about that and say, you know, hey, be- we discovered that because of COVID, we really have to be much more flexible, much more adaptive to changes, things like that?
1: One, yes, and I'm gonna take what you just said just a little bit further. Those mm-hmm. that did really did well through the pandemic. Well, there are two. One, they were lucky and they just mm-hmm. happened to be in an industry. Right. That oh yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, some of needed. them are just like, holy right. cow, what, what yeah. if, like Zoom? This was our right? best year ever. Oh, yeah. How did
1: mm-hmm. that happen? Mm-hmm. And you never want to as a leader not understand why something good happened. Or not understand why mm-hmm. something bad happened. Mm-hmm. But again, also not knowing right. why something good mm-hmm. happened is not a good thing. But those that pivoted well were those that had spent the time with their organization before change was needed mm-hmm. to create a culture that was nimble for change. Right. And those leaders tend to not make it all about them. Mm-hmm. They're not, and it's not just command and control. It's also not, you don't all have to go to me. I am not Mm -hmm. the end all be all (coughs) decision maker. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm doing that out of need for power, if I'm doing that out of caring, the best thing you can do is ready your organization, which is powered people, Mm -hmm. to make the changes they need to change in their roles. Right.
0: And those are the ones that made it through. And there were obviously huge changes with, with so many, you know, and, and I think probably one of the biggest is that the remote workforce, you know, that's just been one of the things that has been, you know, I mean, people obviously worked remotely before, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it was sometimes people used it as bargaining, right? I want to work from home every Friday, you know, so I'll take this job if you let me do that, things like that. But when we were forced to do it, that was was the tricky part. And especially for the people who were managers and not leaders. Um, and I say that because a lot of times those managers were the micromanagers who didn't like that their employees were where they could look at their computer screen or see what time they came in. The leaders went, okay, this is the way it's going to be for a while. We're going to to work through this, and and they asked their people too. You know, how do we want to do this? Uh, I agree.
1: I would say so. I in, in my first book, I talk about managers as coaches, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that a manager becomes a coach, mm-hmm. similar to managers as leaders, which mm-hmm. I talk about as well. Um, it's it's an additional skill set, mm-hmm. and it's an, a wiring to care about people. Mm-hmm. So as we're talking to everyone, you may find yourself in a micromanaging role and still be someone who really cares about people. Right. And so how do you get out of that? Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that you s- there's, there's work to be managed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but many people in their roles absolutely can manage that work mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. It does not require you you are not necessarily being caring and i and right. i'm talking to all those leaders who who are here listening mm-hmm. to this and want to be better mm-hmm. because the ones that you mentioned they're not here right no <laughs> they're not, no because they're not they, trying to learn they don't and grow. see
0: that they need this right
1: right there's no compelling mm-hmm. reason for mm-hmm. that now with remote work that is difficult on mm-hmm. on both sides I mean, certainly, I work with many business leaders who are who are managers and leaders, mm-hmm. and they're challenged with people who still want to work from home. It's like become an expectation. Mm-hmm. And many of us can work very, very well from home. Um, and yet, we also still need some way to have connection. Mm-hmm. Right. So, we can collaborate remotely. I have mm-hmm. business clients that I've never met live. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's really, you have to really be good at connection to to make that work right. forever. So, as a team, it really does help them getting together mm-hmm. and connect. And right. that's where I, I think those leaders who have done well just are really saying, well, so what could we do? Mm-hmm. It, it, and and not just say, well, we need to meet, mm-hmm. but instead say, why do we need to meet? Mm-hmm. And and I will promise you that your meetings are going to become more effective. And you probably had a lot of bad meetings before. <laughs> and <laughs> no. now, <laughs> now, now, you'll take some time to think about it say what do i really want to accomplish when mm-hmm. i bring people together
0: mm-hmm. right yeah, i was talking with one of my other guests and and we were talking about this and i said you know the there's there is a lot that gets accomplished when you see somebody in the hall when you're at the coffee machine with them you know all of those various things and of course you know in many cases now we don't have that and so what he tells people is you know you schedule a meeting And you spend the first 10 minutes catching up. Hey, you know, what are you planning for Halloween? So that you still have all of those, that little personal bit as a, you know, and and he said, but you still, he said, you have to be very focused. You know, here's the agenda. I mean, in your book, you talk a lot about Steve Jobs and how he managed meetings because they were, you know, you, you didn't go in and go, hi, you know, and have 900 PowerPoint slides, right? Uh, yeah, that was Bezos. Oh, Bezos. That's it. Yes. So Amazon. Yes. Um, and and obviously, he still does that. But they, you know, and, and so he said just that little 10 minutes. And he said, and it's it's required that you're there. Um, so people, you know, it wasn't, well, hey, we're not really going to get to the meeting for 10 minutes. So I'm not going to join for 10 minutes. But he liked having those little touch points, again, just to kind of you know, say how you doing that, and then go into the very structured meeting where people had had the agenda, all of those things. Because, yeah, that's the worst meetings are the ones where we ramble and blather on, and we never even talk about what we meant to to talk about.
1: Yes, um, yeah. So, so Bezos, what he he was, he's more about thought, mm-hmm. and so Bezos would recommend that. Everyone has time to read the material. Mm-hmm. So his right. his was more about efficiency mm-hmm. yeah, and so the preparation
2: mm-hmm. of that
1: meeting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That you've thought about it. And so mm-hmm. that if someone well, now he doesn't have PowerPoints, but if someone's giving a PowerPoint, mm-hmm. someone would start asking questions that truly are answered later. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it got to him. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a really good. It's a really good point which mm-hmm. is why I put it in the book. Mm-hmm. And it's another point I make when you're communicating with someone. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Get to the point right
0: at the start.
1: Mm-hmm. At the start because otherwise you'll get all that that mess Happening mm-hmm. where someone is putting the person presenting off their game because they're asking a question mm-hmm. that's handled later, but also might be something mm-hmm. that is they're not ready to talk about it right then. They haven't set the stage. Or how I talk about getting to the point in my book is when you as a leader are communicating with someone and you would know, just spend some time to think about how you would feel in this situation. Mm -hmm. When someone is speaking to us, we are immediately, I don't know how many seconds it takes, but not very long, trying to figure out what does this mean to me? Mm -hmm. What are they trying to say? And if we aren't getting the answers from what you're saying Mm -hmm. quickly enough, then we're going to assume, and we usually assume the worst. Right. Mm-hmm. So here you are as the leader, and maybe you're even trying to express something that's great for this person, mm-hmm. and and they are not even listening mm-hmm. to you by the time you get to the good point.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you do talk about it in your in your book about getting to the point and then backing it up. You know, you tell the story, you tell the reasons, all of those things. Because you're right. You know, we we immediately jump to those conclusions. And I've done it myself where I have been giving, you know, a presentation about something and somebody puts up their little hand and, and they ask a question. And my response is, we'll talk about that later. We'll get, that's a future slide, right? You know, all of those things. And so not only are they a little confused now, they just thought, well, what I, what I asked is not important. So Hmm. then, you know, then that kind of put them off and they're like, no, I don't care about anything else. You didn't answer my question. Therefore, you don't care about me
1: and they can't get it out of their heads. Mm -hmm. So it's natural for people want to get out of Mm -hmm. their heads. And so Bezos is also addressing that by them reading it first and taking notes Mm -hmm. in the Mm sidelines. So they have it out, they have it down on paper, Mm -hmm. and they're better prepared for the meeting.
0: And then when they're better prepared, of course, the nice thing is they typically go more quickly. And if not more quickly, definitely more efficiently. You know, you might mm-hmm. still have a lot of discussion, a lot of questions, things like that, but because they've thought about it, they are asking the right questions as opposed to taking you into left field. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, also imagine, and this is an important point that I make with the pivot, because a pivot is we, one of the reasons I wrote my first book, and I started mm-hmm. thinking about it in 2013. Well, before pivot was talked about a right. lot, it was mm-hmm. talked about mostly in startup circles. Mm-hmm. And even in startups, I was finding, you know, a creating change is not fast. Mm -hmm. So the decision, the decision to pivot, is fast. Right. We're here. We're going to go here. Mm -hmm. The awareness that you need to pivot is not fast. Right. Except for perhaps in the pandemic, but still, Mm -hmm. it wasn't you know super fast. And then going through that is you're you're going to need to orchestrate things over time mm-hmm. so if you aren't doing this now for example, in meetings mm-hmm. and think to yourself okay I'm going from so define what did you have what are your meetings like what mm-hmm. do you even want to change it it's not mm-hmm. just because it's a tactic
0: right to have a mm-hmm. reason
1: why you want to change it. Mm-hmm. what do you want to change it to mm-hmm. and then spend some time thinking, okay what do I need to see mm-hmm. and to keep yourself encouraged, create some measures about what will progress look like Ah. because it is not going to be immediate. Mm -hmm. Um, You may be a, the type of leader who felt that I always need to have the answers. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm saying maybe you felt this from a good place. Mm -hmm. My people are expecting me to have Mm -hmm. the answers. They want me to have those answers. They want me to have those answers. And perhaps then you say, okay, I, I, I want to be this person who asks questions. That sounds really awesome. Well, it's not going to work right away. Mm -hmm. And and if you're expecting it to go from this this context that you have to this one immediately, then you're going to get disappointed and frustrated. Mm -hmm. But if you have some plan, I'm going to talk with this champion first. I'm going to have some Mm -hmm. one-on-ones. I'm going to do something to prepare people for this change that they're going to be seeing Mm -hmm. in me. Maybe I'm going to ask for someone to give me feedback mm-hmm. on how I'm doing, mm-hmm. but you have some progress measures and that can keep you nimble, right. keep you from getting disappointed mm-hmm. and keep you from stopping before you're almost hey. at that better place.
0: Hey. And you, know, when you stop prematurely, you go back to the way it was, mm-hmm. um, You know, which for whatever reason it might, you know, it might've been working, but you're still thinking, okay, we, we want to do this differently, but yeah, you don't want to revert back, um, you know, and, and I think that is what we see happen. A lot of times, you know, say people, you know, they, it, they, they want a lot of input. So they tell people, you know, we want you, we value your feedback, all of these things. But if people weren't prepared for that, you're going to get crickets. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. How many times in meetings have we said, does anybody have any thoughts? And nobody moves because of a lot of things that you talk about in your book they're afraid to there's you know the they, you know what what's going to happen is there going to be retribution all of these various things and so you ha- like you said you have to have laid that groundwork but if you didn't you know you go through a couple meetings where you say you know anybody have any feedback nobody says anything you're going to think well I'm going to stop asking <laughs> you know, clearly nobody has any so I'm not going right. to ask you may um, even get negative feedback right. mm-hmm. yeah and and so it's it's like so maybe you go to smaller groups and say, okay, what do you think one person? You know, what do you think about this? You know, all of those various things to build up is because the, the other human nature is why why is this different? What what's going on here? Is there something wrong? You know, why are they all of a sudden asking us for feedback, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is, because we went from A to Z, forgetting all the other parts of that, the alphabet. I also
1: love how you you just said that because you said that from a state of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, your employees won't give you that benefit, Mm -hmm. but that is something that you can start modeling by staying in question Mm -hmm. and not being the person who is trying to figure out, Mm -hmm. do they know what I know? Mm -hmm. But instead, you're being the person to go, that's weird. Why did they react that Mm -hmm. way? and not not take it personally mm-hmm. but truly be curious mm-hmm. what why did that just happen mm-hmm. and right. what can i try differently
0: right you know and we it, it is always interesting when you know because we'll fill in those blanks too you know we ask the question we don't get the answer we were expecting or wanted and then we fill in those blanks um but but i love that you mentioned curiosity and you talk about that a lot in your book and to me, that was, I love that part because as leaders, we have to be curious. We have to be humble. We have to be looking for those answers and not assuming that we have them all, even if they verify what we already knew, right? Um, but it's not a show of lack of knowledge, lack of any of those things to be curious. You know, I, I go back to like three year old kids with the only word they know is why. <laughs> right. And, and it's, it, they know, okay, if I touch that, I'm going to burn my hand. Why? Yeah, you know? and you know, all of these very, so, so I talked to us more about how great leaders are curious and humble. I mean, that's, that's the other thing they're willing to say, I don't know. And, and so you asked me
1: um, at the beginning a little bit about my history mm-hmm. And I remember one of my um, early readers said, wow, you know, you talk about know-it-alls a lot. And and you you asked at the beginning of the call something about my history. Well, why why do we, well, we like me who write books as a gift to the world, mm-hmm. why do we write them? We write them because we have learned something mm-hmm. and we want to share it. Right. I was a know-it-all. Yeah, I'm going to raise my hand too, Mm -hmm. and and it was from a good place. I was being helpful, the expert, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I worked with. I have a global team, and many of them expected hierarchy. It's just it was their comfort, right? And I had, so I did a couple things. One is. I shifted myself from consultant to coach. Now I still do both. Mm-hmm. But that was quite challenging. I'm I'm still not great at it. I'm not a therapist. So I haven't gone to the point where all I do is ask questions mm-hmm. and I never give advice or at least ideas because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I call myself a performance coach. Mm-hmm. But as a consultant, you are in the room as the person who's going to fix things. Mm-hmm. That's why you're there. Right, you're You've in been the room. hired
0: for that. Knowledge. You write
1: the report, mm-hmm. absolutely, and that was my role for decades. Mm-hmm. Whether it was in business or working outside of business with the biz- business leaders, that was my role mm-hmm. as the expert. And making the shift to becoming a coach required greater curiosity, mm-hmm. and it's it took some time. Mm-hmm. To, to do. And so
0: be, you know, be kind <clears throat> to yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's going to take some time. Well, and, and, you know, as we said, we want to be helpful, right? I mean, that's, and I think especially women, because we're nurturing, we're caring for people. And so we want to solve that problem for them. You know, we, we want to tell the child, don't touch that because it will burn you. Now we don't want, we don't want to encourage them to touch it, to figure it out for themselves, but, you know, we just want to fix it. And sometimes it's well you know, I know better. I've, you know, I've, I've been there. I've done that. I'm going to save you the pain of touching it (laughs) and figuring out that it's hot. Uh, you know, and, and, but it's, you know, and, and obviously people learn better when they experience it themselves. You know, I could tell somebody 20 times, don't touch that it's wet paint, but the 21st time when they touch and go, "Ew," that's what they're going to remember. Right
1: and so curiosity is very important my book mm-hmm. my second book pivot to clarity is in two parts mm-hmm. purposefully because there's one aspect of clarity which is getting clear for you mm-hmm. and that is you as the leader or as the ceo of your life getting clear about the future and mm-hmm. so it's the future so you mm-hmm. can't you can't know it right and one of the things that I really focus on is allowing yourself the time to pause.
0: Mm. I now, love this part of your book. Mm-hmm. And
1: in, I've made some videos that are, I don't go into it in the book of you know, mm-hmm. what does it mean to pause mm-hmm. you know, and what does it look like. Right. But one aspect of pausing when you're getting clear is to allow yourself to be in awe
2: mm-hmm. and
1: to kick all of those words that your brain will tell yourself about why you can't do it or who won't listen to it or you Mm -hmm. don't want to feel disappointed or all of those reasons you tell yourself where you cut yourself off at the knees Mm -hmm. from this great idea about the future that you had. Mm -hmm. And the other pause is when you're being clear is to pause and get back into curiosity, Mm -hmm. is to pause and give the other really notice mm-hmm. what the other person is doing right? and, and yeah. how they're feeling.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned something, and, and it is in your book, but I think it is the crux of everything is that you are the CEO of your life. And so when you're getting clear, when you have clarity, it shouldn't just be about your business. It should be about every, you know, why are you doing that? Um, you know, and, and I love the examples that you give in the book where, you know, the, 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 you know, is when people are asked, you know, why do you, you know, Hey, we want you to take this job and, you know, and they contemplate I believe it was the gentleman who, who headed up Ford, you know, and it wasn't really what's in it for me, but it really was part of how can, how can I help make the difference? And also why should I do it? Um, you know and, and I think that's whether we're you know the the leader of our household or you know whatever it is we all are the ceo of our own lives and and we have to know why we do things and and you know be clear on all of that absolutely well you know it's I, it it is, it's so interesting because we, we put ourselves in these silos, right? I always love it when people say there's work-life balance. No, there's not. Um, because for one thing, that's 50-50, right? There's only, if you have two things, you know, it's 50-50 and that's never going to work. And so that is part of this is, is getting clear on, okay, my family is the most important thing to me. Therefore, my work is going to have to, to reflect that or, you know right now i'm building this business so it's going to take a lot of my time you know and and really going through all of that so talk to us a little bit more about that you know when when somebody is when they're struggling with being clear so let, let me take a step back what is your definition of clarity since that's the title of the book pivot to clarity what is the definition of clarity
1: well the subtitle is is really my my definition mm-hmm. i mean if you look at other books on clarity um, they're either about getting mm-hmm. clear, mm-hmm. like a vision, etc., right.
2: mm-hmm.
1: or they're about this being mm-hmm. clear with others. Mm-hmm. And one is that level of clarity. So my definition of clarity, mm-hmm. when I'm talking about getting clear,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is only to the point of yes, yes, is mm-hmm. to get to the point of mm-hmm. inspiration. Mm-hmm. Does that? How does that feel mm-hmm. for you? It is not about, yes, there are two types of getting clear. You can be getting clear when you're trying to understand something that mm-hmm. happened and you're wanting to solve it. right? But that's not when I'm talking about clarity. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the big stuff, the mm-hmm. stuff in the future, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fuzzy and allow yourself to be fuzzy.
0: Right. Don't
1: go into that strategic planning session or your noodling or whatever, and just think of incremental at that mm-hmm. point. Think think big and then step back and say well then what would i do next mm-hmm. or maybe you're you're thinking big and then you say all right if i wanted to be way out here at this place that scares me mm-hmm. i can't even imagine how i'm going to get there or explain it to mm-hmm. anybody what would i have what would have to be true
0: mm-hmm. for me right
1: let's say when i was thinking about a speak being a speaker mm-hmm. and um you know, I'm envisioning myself on stage. Mm-hmm. And then I might say, well, a milestone would be that I'm talked about
2: mm-hmm.
1: by these people, mm-hmm. or that I'm, I'm becoming part of this group. And that's not necessarily a next step yet. Mm-hmm. That's more like a milestone. Right. And then I might say, okay, so for that, that's more concrete. Mm-hmm. For those two things I just mentioned, mm-hmm. what might I do? Mm-hmm now along the way. Mm-hmm. And if I could see more strategy mm-hmm. sessions, you know, working like that, if I could see people doing somewhat of what Bezos talked about mm-hmm. in in um, his meetings that aren't strategy meetings that he's talking about, mm-hmm. but that actually that everyone before they went at the meeting was thinking big like this, mm-hmm. how powerful would that be? Right,
0: right. You know, and, and I love that none of it is written in stone i think that's the other thing is you know we 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 know kind of where we want to go but things are going to happen and we have to adapt and we have to change and and you know you you use the word nimble who would have thought we'd have a pandemic right who would have thought we would have had something like september 11th i mean all of these various things you know, if you're not nimble, your business is not going to succeed. And and let's be honest, your personal life will not succeed either. So, I think that is kind of one of the things is, you know, if, if when we get so structured and, and structure is comfortable, you know, we know what to expect and, and things, but then that outside world comes in and it's like, wow. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
1: true. I mean, we do that to ourselves with our systems, with our processes. We consider them once and done mm-hmm. and everything is changing around us and those may not be serving mm-hmm. us all the time there really is nothing that's once mm-hmm. and done mm-hmm. have is everybody that you've hired turned out brilliantly yeah. i mean just use that as an example uh-huh, since right. i'm talking with mm-hmm. a lot of business leaders here and clearly
0: you thought wow. they were going to be or you wouldn't have hired sure. them sure <laughs> right mm-hmm. You know, and and I think it's that also. You know, being clear with where you want to go. It's you know, especially from a company perspective, it is kind of having that mission and that vision. But it's not the thing that's up on the wall that nobody ever looks at again, right? You know, how many times have you walked into a company or seen it on their website? My vision, our vision as a company is, and you know, it's like yeah, right, whatever. Um, It's it's this. that changes and grows over time. Right.
1: So, as a leader, and those that also were able to move through the pivot, there's some inspiration involved. So, they were coming from the place of, we can can do this. This is possible. Right. I mean, that's inspiring. Mm -hmm. And so, they weren't going directly into the Okay, now we're gonna, you know, do this, and you do this, and you do and mm-hmm. that. That's right. not mm-hmm. the first step mm-hmm. that they took. Mm-hmm. Yes, at some point you need to get to what are our our mm-hmm. next steps? Right. An the first one was we can survive this. an execution plan. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then what do you communicate? Mm-hmm. So let's say that you've come up with this great idea mm-hmm. and you've come up then with some, you know, you've added some meat to it. You mm-hmm. you've determined some early measures to mm-hmm. just at least say, is this even possible? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if we moved back and what we have to do this mm-hmm. year, so then you focused on this year, mm-hmm. is that even possible? Mm-hmm who might do what. And then you're communicating that first Think Mm -hmm. that you've just been in the room for, I don't know how many days you've probably thought about it a lot longer. And then you're going to, you're going to express that to someone and you're Mm -hmm. expecting them to get it the way you get it. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to know how to communicate with Mm -hmm. people and how to do it continuously. Mm -hmm. What are you as a leader? Many people that I work with, especially developing leaders, they're so used to being in an operational expert role. Mm-hmm. And then they're moving into leadership and they're not used to that not feeling busy
2: mm-hmm.
1: because they don't know how yet to fill that mm-hmm. with the purposeful work that they've just stepped up to mm-hmm. taking on the responsibility of serving as a leader, right? which is to continuously communicate mm-hmm. and to always be nimble in the ways that you're going to communicate. Mm-hmm. And then to you know maybe you'll shift it again or maybe as you mentioned you'll say I don't know and you'll remain curious. And you know you're you're s- steering this mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. organization. I mean they everyone is looking to you for that. They want to feel that you're worth mm-hmm. following. Mm-hmm. They want to be inspired by what they're doing. They want to feel that they are adding value in their role. Mm -hmm. So they would love to know more. Doesn't mean they have to become strategic. right? But they want to know they're part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. And they want to know what they can do. So Mm -hmm. it's out and in and out and in. And you just keep doing that in your leadership
0: role. Right. And, and continually, as you say, getting that feedback, you know, what is working? What is not working? Um, because so many times, especially as a leader, you don't know, even if you're just leading one person, <clears throat> you don't know the little intricacies of what they're doing. Um, you know, I, I have a producer for this program. Absolutely love her. We've been working together for more than four years. But she's the person who communicates with the guests. And every once in a while, I will say, what do you tell them?" <laughs> I mean, you know? <laughs> and, and it's not, certainly not that I'm criticizing her because clearly things are working, but it's more, you know, for my clarification, oh, okay. Because sometimes a guest will say, you know, this was, this was what she said or, or something like that. And so it, it just kind of helps to get that feedback and things that I would think are important, she might've discovered they never ask, they don't care. <laughs> you know, So why, back to being succinct, why put it in there if they don't care? Um, you know, and, and it doesn't matter to them. And I might really have thought, whoa, this is like the selling feature of everything. And they're like, nah, not so much. So getting all of that feedback is, is where it's important to, to do. Because then again, we pivot. Okay, well, you know, obviously the message changed. That's Okay and that tells me that
1: you've also created a safe place where mm-hmm. you can have those conversations right. because if she were someone who had a fear of blame mm-hmm. and you know you asked mm-hmm. your question mm-hmm. and they she didn't know that it was right. safe yet mm-hmm. then she would feel blamed mm-hmm. and likely would not be able to budge
2: mm-hmm.
0: right and and her answer would be based on that Fear of blame, Um, yes, you know, and and yes, yes, yeah, you know, and and so it would, you know, the and and I think that's and you talk in your book about the difference between hope and fear, and you know, so many times, and and it's kind of human nature that we're in that fearful stage, right? Why are they asking? Why do they want to know? You know, I just wanted to know because I need to know if we can schedule a meeting at that time. I mean, whatever, some you know, and. But when we communicate, that's that's the key. You know, it's not just say, tell me how you do this. Then you need a follow-up. Tell me how you do this so, or because, or whatever, so that they then know why you're asking and they're not in that fear mode. But it's, you know, it, it's, it, yeah, you know, fear mode is is a very powerful driver for everything we do. And that chapter that you're mentioning is chapter
1: 7 and that is the chapter that i give away. Ah, If someone on goes your to the website, i saw that, mm-hmm. the pivotbook.com mm-hmm. which is the book series, there're only 2 so far but there will be 7. Uh, or goes to mm-hmm. the landing page for pivot to clarity, mm-hmm. uh, they could pick up that that chapter.
0: Right. you know, and and hope is is also kind of one of those two-edged swords, right? We hope that things get done, but hoping for it has to be followed by something else. Yes, yeah. We <laughs> leave it there.
1: Right. Ooh, that felt good. Now everybody's excited. And you yeah. We hope and w- that
0: we make a million yeah. dollars this year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Or, or just that you, you've said something to a group and they've become hopeful like a motivational speaker. Right. Mm-hmm. And what happens, you know, a week from now, mm-hmm. it's, it's gone. It's right. back to normal because that follow-up mm-hmm. wasn't done. Right.
0: Well, and we've all done that. We've, you know, whether it's in-person, online, reading books, whatever, we've, we read those inspirational people and they tell us, you know, you need to do this and this and this. And we're like, oh, yay, yay. We become their cheerleaders until the real world comes back. And part of that is because they're no longer leading us. You know, and 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 you know, because we went to that talk, we listened to that TED, whatever it is, and and they did, they got us excited. But then they finished, and and that's the 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 point where then you know, okay, I'm going to go back to doing what I did because I don't know what to do next.
1: Right. Yes, and you've mentioned that earlier too. It really is important. Why do we shift back mm-hmm. to what we did before? Right. If we'd even had the idea that it wasn't Mm -hmm. working, Mm -hmm. why do? So one of the things I'm certified as a a, a scaling up coach, Mm -hmm. and one of the slides we show is how is the valley of death with Mm -hmm. growth of a business, Mm -hmm. and when you're a startup, that valley of death tends to be cash. Right. So let's just go beyond that because that's Mm -hmm. pretty obvious, right? Mm -hmm. As you go beyond that, what the valley of death is, what what. Allows you to change, but then fall back. Mm -hmm. Are usually those are usually human things Mm -hmm. like we've tried that before. Mm -hmm. That won't work here. Right. I'm not getting feedback that this work is working. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do what I did before. All of that stuff. Is we like what's our little comfort zone. Falling back. So, <laughs> if we were to talk about anything today, because I know you work with a lot of small business owners and and entrepreneurs, it's like what causes us, to, you know, spend some time with what causes you mm-hmm. to fall back, and and what can you mm-hmm. do to help others not right. Fall back, right,
0: yeah, because when we fall back, it is very difficult for others to continue going forward because we fall back into those old practices of maybe never asking for feedback or working, you know twelve hour days and expecting that other people will do it or you know whatever it is. so yeah, we we have to fix that first, and a lot of what
1: I see is that a rhythm isn't created mm. mm-hmm. It's treated as a project. Mm-hmm. And, or the leader has not prepared themselves mm-hmm. to know that they're continuously looking at this,
2: mm-hmm.
1: zooming in, zooming out, zooming mm-hmm. in, zoom. continuously, how do I speak about this differently? What mm-hmm. should I try now? Mm-hmm. How do I inspire such that we give this our all mm-hmm. for the next quarter? Mm-hmm. And if it's not working out, we've still give it our all to that last day. And, and then, then you we figure re-
0: out why didn't it and
1: work. Then we visit it, revisit mm-hmm. it, and say, "All right, this and this and this also came up while we went through this. Did we do some great things? Yes. Did other
0: bad things come up? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now we'll address them. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it is it's that continual learning and and going forward. Um, you know, and 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 I think the companies that don't do that are the ones who are the big examples of failing, you know, Kodak. I mean, they're, yeah, they're still around blockbuster, right? I think the last blockbuster in the world closed not long ago because they went streaming. Who would want to stream, you know? And, and then of course, Netflix said, hello. (laughs) And you know, and blockbuster easily could have pivoted and said, okay, there are some people who still want the, the, you know, the, the DVDs, but so many, you know, that means they have to get in their car, they have to go, they have to do all this stuff. And, and so they never even took human nature into account that, you know, we're lazy slugs and I don't want to have to put on shoes. Therefore, I'm going to do it from my computer um, because clearly they had the content, um, you know, and, and it just never occurred to them because that was the way they had always done it. Mm-hmm. You know, and codex, same thing, you know, digital pictures, who's going to take digital pictures? People want film. No, <laughs> you know, I want to be able to take the 500 pictures of Halloween on my phone. You
1: know? Yes, um, Jim Collins calls some of that about facing the brutal truth. Mm-hmm. Now you could face it and say, like as you said, yeah, we see this, but we don't care. Right. Uh, Nokia did something mm-hmm. similar. They certainly saw the operating systems of Android and iPhone going up, up, up. Mm-hmm. And they chose to stay with a micro Microsoft, you know, phone operating system. And, you know, it was their demise. Mm-hmm. They're still around too because they had new leadership come come in and they've pivoted. So mm-hmm. they are mostly a networking mm-hmm. company right. now.
0: Right. You know, and, and it's interesting because it, you just said something really important, new leadership. It's that's what, Often has to happen for a company to make a major shift. Is it needs new leadership? You know, because the the you know it's back to what we were saying at the very start. The leader thinks they know it all. They think you know, and 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 they certainly don't want to admit that they don't. So how can they change if they know it all and they think they've been right? And so you know, that's where we see those new leaders coming in and i mean you know, big thing that that just happened is as we were, are recording this a couple days ago twitter was sold and you know and, and it'll be interesting to see what elon musk does because he's already you know cleared out some of the senior management now they're saying you know he's he, there's going to be a huge shift and part of that is because he has his vision for it is it the right vision the wrong vision who knows only time will tell but yeah, you when when there's a major change it's usually because there has been a change in leadership.
1: And some of the changes are different than we're used to. Right. So we're used to changes with okay the interest rates are up or mm-hmm. down or we're in a recession or mm-hmm. you know things that have been around forever and so we mm-hmm. you know we get our teeth in them. Mm-hmm. What about all this new stuff? Mm-hmm. DEI, ESG, and AI, you know, mm-hmm. CSR, you know things that aren't tactical per mm-hmm. se they're more cultural and yet they mm-hmm. really are important to your mm-hmm. sustainability continuity continuity mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a business
0: right
1: and we're just not used to it's it's tough feeling not good at something mm-hmm. right i get i get that but but that is what leadership requires mm-hmm. if you fall back to what you know, I know how mm-hmm. to change this light bulb. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. simplistic, but you know, mm-hmm. you're you're really not going to be able to lead mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. You know, and and in your book, you you talk about the three characteristics that a, a leader needs, and that is to be courageous, curious. You know, we've we've talked about that, and tenacious. But I, talk more about courage, because I think that really is difficult for so many people to to do.
1: Those three came up when I started forming leadership peer groups, Hmm. because for me, it wasn't about, oh, I need to look at these leaders who have businesses, you know, 5 million to 500 million. Mm -hmm. It was more than that. It's about Mm -hmm. character. If you're going to get that connection and that safe place where anything can be, be said, mm-hmm. that's going to help them be a leader. So, it's personal and mm-hmm. professional. Right. And so, I boiled it down to three characteristics mm-hmm. that I look for. And one, as you mentioned, they mm-hmm. were courage, curiosity, and tenacity. Mm-hmm. And courage in this context has to do with being willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, if that, we were saying that- Humble. And humble, right? I mean, and, and humility, vulnerability and humility kind of go together, right? That you are willing to say, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or you don't feel like you have to pick that up as, well, I I'm just doing great. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's, you know, there's always something. You don't have to be rarely in my group. I mean, there are some groups that are all about people who are really needy. Mm-hmm. Rarely in my group, they you know, they're mm-hmm. not usually i mean when i'm bringing someone into the group they're not saying i've got this and this and this challenge they're saying i'm open and i'm mm-hmm. i'm ready to grow i think this mm-hmm. could be better right. i think i could be mm-hmm. better and in order to make that happen they must have the courage to mm-hmm. be vulnerable
0: right right now tenacity is kind of a different because you know that's it doesn't quite seem to fit so talk to us a little bit more about that
1: so tenacity has to do with having what it takes to get through even the most ridiculously tough stuff Ah. and i mentioned before that we know we give up too soon Mm -hmm. so it's really important i have had to give up on things but you choose you you choose to give up Mm -hmm. And who was, Seth Godin wrote a book called The Dip, which really served me at one point when I was giving something up. And his message was that you're going to face resistance Mm -hmm. as you're moving towards an an objective Mm -hmm. that's in the future, that's important. Mm -hmm. And you need to keep looking at that objective and say, do I still want that?
0: Right. Yeah. Or am I just so committed to it personally, financially, whatever, that we have to keep going for it even when we don't want to anymore.
1: Right. Is that something it really, (coughs) all of the things of why we chose it, do those still exist? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then go ahead and quit. That's not about not being tenacious because some of the reasons we don't quit is not because we've sunk all this cost in, Mm -hmm. but just because we decided and we don't want to look like we're not someone who holds Mm -hmm. to our decisions. And so, tenacity has to do with really having what it takes. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say, yes, it is a worthy goal. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee you, I'm an entrepreneur and I've been one, I left corporate after about 17 years and have been an entrepreneur since early 2001,
0: mm-hmm. and it is not a entrepreneur. I know, (laughs) know? this is going to be, I'm going to be in charge of everything I do, right?
1: (laughs) It's it's not rosy. You have to be willing to face risk. Mm -hmm. You will go through low points. And you'll find as you're going through that low point, that people fall away, Mm -hmm. even you know it, sometimes you'll feel it's just you mm-hmm. and when you're up here all these people are with you and then mm-hmm. you get the naysayers etc right. because ooh, now you're too important for your own mm-hmm. riches or whatever mm-hmm. you'll go through all of that mm-hmm. and if you give up too soon when it is still it's still that that objective still ticks all the boxes mm-hmm. then then you are hurting yourself right just you may just need to give yourself more time. Mm-hmm. You may need to pivot something mm-hmm.
0: right. on the road there, right. and and that comes back to admitting that you don't know it all. That you might need help. You know mm-hmm. all of these various things. That's one of the things where I hear. You know when when people say, uh, you know, I'm I'm, you know, and and now granted, there are you know people maybe they did start their business and. You know, they decided I need a steady paycheck and I need benefits, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, um, which is you know, but it's it, it most of the time when you say why did you not continue with your business, you get well, it wasn't what I expected it to be, mm-hmm. and then you it, it's okay. Well, what do you mean by that? Well. I had to do bookkeeping. I don't want to do bookkeeping. I had to do marketing. I don't like marketing, you know. And and so it, they find lots of excuses as opposed to I needed to build a team. I needed to learn how to do this. I needed to admit that I couldn't do it by myself, um, you know. And, and so that's and we see that you know large and small companies. It's you know they they hit that roadblock, and sometimes it's much easier to say okie dokie. And just not continue on. Right. And it's possible that it could not be for them. It's possible
1: right. mm-hmm. that what they thought it was, mm-hmm. was so it doesn't still right. check all the boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they really didn't have a clear mm-hmm. vision of what that looked like, of right. that, what that would be. Mm-hmm. They just thought it was what you and I <laughs> said, mm-hmm. you know, that simple road. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not. Right. It's not one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and obviously on this program, we talked to a lot of people about how, you know, what it takes to, to be successful you know, and, and you have to have those teams. I mean, you know, I am never, ever going to know tax law. I don't want to know tax law, but I know it's important. So I hire somebody who knows that or yeah. contracts or, you know, all of these things because we can't know it all. And I do a lot of that. Mm-hmm.
1: I do right. a lot of, I have a very few employees mm-hmm. or full-time mm-hmm. independent right. contractors. Mm-hmm. And then I have some, now I, I keep giving them things so mm-hmm. that they are on my bench. Right. Mm-hmm. They are projects mm-hmm. and I know what their expertise mm-hmm. is. And I reach out to them when I need them. Sometimes they're working on something else mm-hmm. and they're not available. But usually I have my act together enough that mm-hmm. I can plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Say, I am going to need this. Mm-hmm. You know, are you available? Right. The other thing I wanted to say is there will be some that are on this, that are listening to this, that give up on it because they run out of funds. Mm-hmm. And I get that. It right. is real. Mm-hmm. And this is no... You know we're it's not nothing, saying yeah we're not you know, saying shame they're on people you, you mm-hmm. still should have mm-hmm. made it through right and this especially happens to females it's mm-hmm. still it's still an issue regardless mm-hmm. of all the female um Angel mm-hmm. or VC groups because if you're just starting out it's really difficult mm-hmm. to get right. the cash you need
0: mm-hmm. right now there and are time is the other factor mm-hmm. yeah yeah you yes. know and 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 it's it's and I think that's because people don't understand what it's like. I mean, you know, when you are when you own your business, it is not typically a nine to five job. Um, you know, and it, now obviously it depends on what it is, but you know, say say you're a landscaper. I mean, you can only work when it's daylight, right? Um, and but in the evening, you're doing your bookkeeping. You're interviewing employees, you're ordering new equipment, all of these things. And, and so it's, I think so many people think, oh, hey, you know, I, I'm going to have so much freedom. No. <laughs> you know? um, and, and that's why, you know, and, and like, yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing for them to say, you know, what? I'm going back into corporate America. Mm-hmm. It's just, I like that structure, um, you know, and, and I like not having to make those decisions, even if they go back into a leadership position because they know they've got all of those other support systems built in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, oh, my gosh, Lori. See, I told you I did not get through all my notes. And so that just means <laughs> that, that we have to have you on again. Um, you know, and, and so I look forward to, to when we do that. But in the meantime, how do people find you? How do they get your books and, and um, how do they connect with you?
1: So, my main web- website where you can get to everything mm-hmm. is my name, Lori Michelle Levitt. Mm-hmm. If you're concerned about spelling that, you can also go to thepivotcatalyst.com mm-hmm. and it will forward to the same site. Mm-hmm. I also mentioned that I have the books out mm-hmm. at thepivotbook.com. And if you want, you can download the free chapter mm-hmm. there for either actually, I think just pivot to clarity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you want to go and sign up so that you get a series of videos mm. for free, getting the book and coming mm-hmm. back, that is pivot to clarity.com.
0: Perfect. I love it. And how do they connect with you?
1: So my you can email me if you would like Laurie at the pivot catalyst.com.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. And you know, besides the book, what are the services that you provide? So, I write these books
1: mostly in service to the service that I provide. Mm-hmm. I run these leadership peer groups, mm-hmm. and while I know that this is a global audience, I am just launching remote groups. Wow. And mm-hmm. the purpose for doing that is because better decisions are made the more diverse mindsets mm-hmm. you can get right. in the room mm-hmm. and you know that's what we're about is supporting decisions the challenges and the opportunities so i really wanted to start a group that's global and I can't be everywhere mm-hmm. so we're going to and technology gonna do rocks, that remote,
0: right, right? <laughs>
1: and we're going to have connections where everybody can get together Perfect. because that is important especially mm-hmm. you know not for all but for mm-hmm. those who can uh, make it that's mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: i also um create software and mm-hmm. i say create because i don't code Mm-hmm. And we have a a software. Now, this one is probably mostly for those businesses that have between 300 and 3,000 employees is okay. what we're targeting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's not for smaller businesses, but it'll be kind of like buying Excel where you won't use it all. Yeah, you don't. You yeah. won't mm-hmm. use it all. Um, and that's called alignedmomentum.com. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and there's links to all of this on your website. Too, yes. So I, I love and then occasionally that. I do
1: one-on-one coaching, but not often. I really love the groups. It's just so much more powerful. I find the transformations. When I do work one-on-one, it's usually me with uh, a business okay. stepping in with mm-hmm. their senior leadership team mm-hmm. or whomever is mm-hmm. really there to mm-hmm. make decisions that affect the entire organization.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, as I said, you know, we'll we'll have you on again because this is, is such great information. And like you said, you're gonna have a series of books. So look, we just have to be <laughs> yeah. at you. Next um, one's on talent adaptability. Ooh, that'll be interesting. So yeah, you know, we we will definitely have you on again for that. But until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with?
1: Uh, well, for what we said today, one is remain curious. You know, you you deserve it. Take some time out, even if you're the busy entrepreneur we were talking about. The time can just be a walk around the park or whatever. And think about yourself and, and allow yourself to think without cutting yourself off and, and getting down it in, in some ditch. Also, consider reaching out to get support. And I'm not just promoting my peer groups, I'm promoting any peer group. I wish when I started as an entrepreneur that I had a safe place around me of peers to help me in making decisions, especially about key people, whether they were vendors, um, alliance partners, employees that were more of like a partner level, uh, that that was a big hiccup for me. And having a peer group would have helped me avoid that. So would love that for everyone else.
0: I love it. What a great thought to leave everyone with. I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful discussion with Lori Michelle Levitt, the pivot catalyst. And until next time, everyone have a great day.